The Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 19 of Season 3 is here, and we are wrapping up the fall sports season. The nine-time state champion, Derek Leonard, joins me in a few minutes to catch up on all things Rocket Football. But first, we start with what I saw in the past week. Great Thanksgiving on Thursday led right into a busy Friday in normal. The Athens Warriors put up a great fight in their first ever title game appearance. Wilmington gets the win, but what a great day for Warrior football as a program. Also, an incredible turnout for the Athens fan section. The whole town showed up and showed out to support. Friday night, what else can we say about Rochester? The Rockets complete the perfect season and win the 4A state title over a very good St. Lawrence team. More on the Rockets with Derek in a couple minutes. On Saturday, I was in the car longer than it took Lincoln to beat East St. Louis handily at the Morton Tournament. The rail splitters are off to a great start to the season with a Thanksgiving tournament title and a perfect record. Saturday night, the Pretzel Dome was rocking for the Gene Bergsnyder Turkey Tournament Championship between two teams who are no strangers to that game or that big stage. Lucas Bigsby is back and the Pretzels came out and took a huge lead. New Berlin beats route for the title. On Monday night, I was in Williamsville for the Bullets home opener. They beat Taylorville, led by the big man in the middle, Carson Kohler. Tuesday night, I started with SHG and U-High girls basketball. The Cyclones get the win there. Then I saw a double overtime thriller at Calvary where Pleasant Plains gave them all they could handle, but Connor Brown, Luke Blackford, and the Saints get it done against Cooper Schallenberg and the Cardinals. On Wednesday night, I started in Decatur for the Millican Women's Basketball Conference opener against Augustana. I'd like to say I've seen a lot of girls and women's basketball in my time in the last decade covering high school and college sports. And I think it's safe to say that I haven't seen anyone with the skill set and talent that Elise Knutson has at Millican. The way she sees the floor, the touch she has on her shots, and the ability to find the bottom of the net is just incredible. If you get a chance, go see Milliken play this season. I promise she's worth the price of admission. I finished the night on Wednesday in Jacksonville where the Crimsons were hosting Porta in an early season wrestling duel. The Blue Jays without a couple key pieces, but a great duel regardless. Jacksonville gets the win 40-37. to It was a great battle. Go check out the highlights. All right, what's coming up on Channel 1450 on Thursday? Lincoln Girls Basketball host Bloomington. I'll drop the first episode of the season with the Rail Splitters before the game on the premium side. Go check that out. It's a great in-depth story with the Rail Splitters. On Friday, I'll be back in Lincoln. The Rail Splitters hosting Sacred Heart Griffin on the girls' side. You can listen to that on 1450 AM or 92.3 FM. On Saturday, it's Showcase Saturday. Thanks to Springfield Clinic Sports Medicine. It's the Capital City Showcase. A big day for all of us at Newhoff Media Springfield. We will have highlights from all eight basketball games. Eight games will also be on the radio, and we will be doing our video shoots for the basketball teams in our area. Next week, we will have Southeast at Pleasant Plains Girls Basketball on Monday night. On Tuesday, QND is at Plains Girls Basketball. Also Tuesday, MacArthur is at Lanphier Boys Basketball. Lincoln is at Southeast Boys, and Glenwood is at Springfield Boys. On Wednesday night next week, Metamore Girls are at Lincoln. And Porta is out South County for boys basketball. All right, that's it for what's coming up on Channel 1450. Now, let's get to the GOAT. Here is Mr. Derek Leonard. Welcome in, Derek Leonard, to the podcast. I think now that we've done two this fall, you are the 
most frequented guest on the podcast, which doesn't say much because nobody listens. But hey, <laughs> congratulations for passing Kirker on that list and uh, being uh, being a re- reoccurring guest. That just means I bother you a lot. So thanks for your time. No man. problem, in front of Zach. That's big. That's big. That's big. That's why everyone won nine state championships, probably. <laughs> what? Uh, let's start here. What? What do you think is the best sports dynasty ever? Oh man. In my life, it was Jordan, yeah. just because I lived that, and I was the biggest Michael Jordan fan. I watched every game, and uh, so when you just talk about dynasty for me, that was that was being six and zero to me, and just a kid, that was like everything, you know. Yeah. Um, Brady's was pretty good. The Patriots were pretty good. There was Patriots was longer, you know, the period of time, yeah. and there were some ups and downs in there, um, but just. You look what the NFL is now, man, to do what they did. That's, I mean, that's stupid crazy, yeah. right? I mean, um, so, yeah, I, I don't know now that you, you know, everyone talks about UCLA. That was obviously when you look back. Right. That was before me, though. That's hard to, like, for us to look at and say, you know, what do you compare that to? Because And I don't know what college so basketball was yeah, then. Yeah, I mean, so it's hard for me to say, man, that was really good. You know, basketball in our time, it was the Pistons and Lakers. So, you know what I mean? Everyone kind of had their two-year span. Right. And then, boom, the Bulls. And if Jordan doesn't leave, who knows how long it goes. But, man, that was about eight years of just dominance. You right. know, six championships. and um, So that was pretty neat. Patriots were pretty cool. I'm a Cubs fan, so there really has been none of <laughs> no. that. You know, Cardinals are pretty consistent, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Yankees were good, but not that good for that long at that level. Uh-huh. So... I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I knew you were going to say the Bulls. I just wanted to bring up, just to bring up Jordan just to see yeah. uh, what you, what you thought. But I yeah. mean, that leads me into the question. Like, like you said, six and zero in that, which it's a series, so it's different. But um, how do you quantify being nine and zero in the state champ? Like, that's a record that you keep building on. That I, I mean, that's going to be so hard to touch. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I do think about it, and I think that it is. It's crazy. I mean, God has to take care of you because so many things have to go right, right? It's a state championship game. It's not, uh, you know, the weather's been nice almost, and not always perfect, but, man, it's been nice almost uh-huh. every game. Um, the ball's bounced our way a few times, and it's just it's crazy that it's um, it's crazy. I, I don't know any – I'll be honest. I don't know how else to put it, to be honest. Because, I mean, yeah, you, you prepare – um, like crazy, we've talked about your routine and stuff, but um, for this game, like usually you you lose a day uh, because you're playing on Saturday. This year you had to travel, so you probably lose you know a day and a half almost in terms of that. Like, and then you throw in the fact that it's Thanksgiving, and man, that that just comes with so much stuff. But um, you know, is there anything to okay now that you've done it a handful of times, it's it's maybe easier just because you know like what to expect mm-hmm. jr knows what he needs to do yeah. your coaching staff knows what they need to do i mean that's got to help a little bit yeah, that's that is 100 percent fact that is so true just being through that process of knowing from basically yeah i mean we got home saturday night and i had such a bad headache that night after murfreesboro that i all those horns didn't help huh? no god no <laughs> i went to bed and i you know i woke up sunday morning basically sunday morning to i mean you can like you said that week is so messed up compared to a normal week like Monday you have to do all these IHSA interviews and it really does take a lot of time of your day you got to fill out all these forms you got to send the announcers films and thank god I got coach Corley who's at absolute best when it comes to some of that he gets all that stuff a lot of that done for me so I can focus on some of the other things and um 
But then, yeah, and then you get, you know, Wednesday, no school, which is a pain. Mm-hmm. You have to decide, hey, do you want to go on turf or do you want to stay here and stay on grass and get probably more time? Thursday morning, what do you do? Do you do dinner? A lot of people go there and spend the night, which I never would do. <laughs> but, um, and so we go, I like getting it over in the morning and letting them be gone for the rest of the day. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of helps me too, I think. And obviously Friday, hey, what do you do? You know, it's do, a long day. And anyone knows our warm-ups and how we do things are different and how we approach it. So, man, do we... I honestly was going to warm up here and go from here. Like treat it almost like we we're playing you high, say. Yeah. You know? And then uh, Coach Ish over at Illinois Wesleyan was nice enough to offer their place, and I'm glad we did that. It's probably a smart decision. And um, So, yeah, so many, so many things that go on before the game. Mm-hmm. But being through that process, if I hadn't been through that process, like I don't know if St. Lawrence spent the night, what yeah. they did... It's hard to prepare schematically as a head coach and do those and, and get ready for that week. So yeah, like last week, um, having two teams, I did my best to not annoy Ryan as much as possible. Just knowing that, I mean, and he's got so much going on mm-hmm. that, like, I, I don't want to be like, hey, can I come here and do this and do this? And it's like, I texted him Sunday morning and was like, hey, here's the things that I want to do or need. Um, let me know, like, at your earliest. And that's that is hard be, for him. Yeah, I, I, I mean, guarantee sure it was. And I was going to text him and say, hey, man, if you need anything. And I and I didn't even, man, I, I have to admit, I forgot to do it totally. But it's almost like I don't even want to bug him. You know, if you know if he needs, he'll call dad or somebody. Yeah. Or, you know, he's got so many so much experience on right. his staff. Um, but it's like, man, yeah, you don't. Where I will say, I man, you know, me and you, it's, I, I kind of know how the week goes. And I know what day. Monday's yeah. kind of our day where, okay, we can get a lot of that done. And even Thursday morning, Wednesday nights, kind of, you know. So there are some free times, and and but you, man, if you haven't been through it, you don't. Man, it's it's a it's a hassle, and you just you learn, and it's and it is. Everyone one through four, it's a short week because yeah. that's why I hate Saturday games, but everybody loves them in the playoffs. <laughs> you just that losing that day is huge, uh-huh. and everybody loses it. But when you go all, you've been Saturday to Saturday, Saturday to Saturday on a less stressful week, and then all of a sudden you go from Saturday to Friday on the most stressful week. Thanksgiving, it's um, it, it's a hassle. It's tough. Real quick on the Sagamore Conference, I just want to get your take. I mean, Athens getting there now. That's five teams that have made it to the state championship game in that conference. What does that say about just like the small school in this area and, and what that means for you know football in general in this area? Yeah, apples to apples, it's as good of a conference anywhere in the state. You know what I mean? When you talk, when you really look at the depth of that conference and then the coaching. You know, obviously, Coonsy at Williamsville, Jostis, I mean, you know, obviously, uh, Athens now. I mean, and he's coached now, he's done a great job forever. I mean, Auburn, year in after year, New Berlin. I mean, the teams are just, man, very, it's so good. And so, um, man, it, it's a, uh, and, and it's crazy. It really is. And I mean, just what Central Illinois is, I and mean, you truly look at kind of this three county, four county area. Mm-hmm. It's crazy what comes out of here football-wise and what we, what, you know, um, what what the whole, you know, Sangamon County, but everything around just in this, in, in base of the 1450 area, let's call it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's stupid. I don't know if there's a better area, apples to apples. You know, you, obviously in Chicago you get 50 schools in a 30-mile yeah. radius, right? Where here you don't get near as many. And, and to be have as many successful teams, and state championships doesn't mean successful. There's, there's a lot of successful teams that year in and year out are good every year. And right. they compete at the highest level. MacArthur this year, Chatham obviously, um, Groundsy at Jacksonville, plus all the teams you named. It's like, man, it's um, 
Well, I mean, how many teams would take two back-to-back quarterfinal appearances like Olympia? I mean, that's, that's 100% that's special. And, and what he's done to turn yeah. that thing around, yeah. you know, I remember we yeah. used to play Olympia the Corn Belt, and they were absolutely awful. Yeah. Um, and what he's done now, and I mean, they're a powerhouse. I mean, they're tough. And um, yeah, it's it's crazy. That, that conference is, I think, is as good as anybody's, If like as just comparing, hey, 3A and 2A, it, it's it's as good as anybody. Um, back to Friday night now. What did it feel any different this time? Just uh, knowing that it's been a few years since you bet. Like, did anything come back and say, "Oh man, I remember that. That that felt good," or that you know that was different? It didn't. And I don't mean that in a bad way. No, but I, man, it it, it um it uh I love that the uh, whole ISU experience was awesome. Yeah, the ISU people and the people that were working were as as n- nice and and laid back as any any other place right so i thought that i thought the i thought it felt packed it felt like there was a huge crowd it was loud um and you know sometimes those games it's like the griffin games better or the you know you get some of these games it's like man that was a better that the atmosphere wasn't as good where man finally last this was probably the best maybe since 2010 but the atmosphere was like Awesome, and the games before I think I think Athens I heard was really good. Yeah, it was, and um, you could feel it in the on the TV. So that was really good. Everything else was hey, it's kind of as you remembered it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's I probably felt a little more stressed this year just because of the kids involved, Henry and yeah. Brody, and how good we were. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Some years you go into it and you're like, man, it's awesome we're here, and there's other years like, man, we got to win this. You yeah. know, and um, and this was one I, of those teams. And I think this is one of those teams where I felt like, man, we got to win this, and so. Um, a little relief, which is always good, and uh, but there there was a little bit of that feeling at times. Yep. So so going into that, like you said, with with Henry and, and Coach Nelson and um, that situation, knowing you know that's you watched that video with Steve, you saw how yeah. how much they felt it. Like, um, can you kind of feel that now in terms of oh we got that done for them and like. Yeah, Steven, yeah. Derek have plenty of rings, but this one's got going to be a little more special. And it was, and I, and I, Brody, and I probably wasn't probably much Brody and Henry as it was Nelly and Steve. And you got the, these other kids are like their sons too because they've had them since yeah. they were little. You know what I mean? Good JFL basketball. These guys involved PL. You, they've them grown like up with like, them, yeah. and so I've seen those kids a lot. So I got to know those kids even through those kids through Henry and Brody and Nelly and. So those guys would come and talk about those kids. So there was a lot more of that. Um, and then to be as good as we were, yeah. you know, to be honest, I mean, I, I try to keep it quiet all year and kind of <laughs> kind of low-key things and just, you know, workmen, hey, keep going. But between the coaches, and the coaches, we didn't talk about it, but you just knew, like, man, I really wanted this for them. I wanted I wanted it for Coach Lobber. I wanted it for Christian, you know, yeah, one of my best friends, like my brother, you know, and people forget man that 95 game man he you know we, we were there and we didn't win and so I wanted to do it for him I love you know the guys Andrew McGacky Albert Stillman a lot of those guys who haven't been through it you want to do it for those guys too and so because everyone hears about oh you're gonna you know and, and everyone just oh you're gonna win a ring at Rochester <laughs> like yeah okay we might I hope we do but man if there's an old you know there's gonna be a there's that's gonna crazy. be a stretch that's crazy to just people say, in hey, 2019 said that and it went yeah. for you you know it's like hey yeah, you know, maybe we will, maybe we won't. I don't know, right. you know, and um, eventually we're probably going to lose one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I hope not, but, I mean, the odds are we are, you know, and so you just you just try to fend all that off, and sometimes that becomes stress and then eventually it, it, like a relief. Like I said, I was so happy for those kids, and I'm more happy for them 
But I've been through it. I've done it. I, I was just so happy and relieved for them that it, it happened the way it did and yeah. that we won. Do you have to get the ring fitted differently for your thumbs now, or how do you, how do, you do that? I <laughs> know. Uh, yeah, it's good. I'm not yeah, same finger. I just wear what you know. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, and I'm done with that. I'm letting the kids do that. That was. It. I have to say now it's kind of nice because it's almost like you restart. Yeah. The problem back then was everybody had to top the next one. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I got that ring, I got that ring, I got that ring. Okay, we need a football side, you know, the football-shaped one. Oh, and now we got a square one. And, and, man, we were, you know, there for eight years. It was within a 10-year span. So it was like always where now these kids haven't had one. So it's like let's let's shrink them down a little bit. Let's make them normal. And let's <laughs> let, I'll let them pick and kind of go with it. So uh, it, kind of a different approach I'm taking for sure. As you put a wrap on this team, like you mentioned, you knew how good they were. You knew the mm-hmm. potential. Um, you also lose two of your pro- – I would say – you don't have to say this, but I would say you lose two of your top ten best players in Parker and Tyson for parts of the season. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of teams at the 4A level wouldn't be able to just fix that. Like, that's something that I think is understated how good Tyson was. Yeah. I mean, all conference came out today and you saw that. But, yeah. like, hey, man, like – this team was really, really good. What, can you just kind of put a wrap on, like, what you'll remember about this team and how special they were? Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, and, and for people like Brian Zuloff to step up like he did, I mean, that was not the expectation. I would even go as far as saying he was probably the third-string quarterback going into June 1st. Yeah. And um, I knew he had a lot of talent, and I knew I knew Brian's Brian. I love him. <laughs> but, I mean, for him to do what he did, he got player of the game, the state championship game, and played a really clean, dang good game. I just went back and watched it today, finally. And, um, Except for the first play of the game, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that except, wasn't even his fault. Yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, it was like, man, it was uh, – he. And, and so that's just a great example of kids ready to step up when it's their time. And, and this group was so like – what what this group resembles basically is a group of 23 guys that truly cared about each other. And I think a lot of people felt that through a lot of things. The town felt, I think, the way they played. I think even people in the area, and it had been four years, you kind of got that from this group. Like, man, these kids play hard. They like each other. You know what I mean? Some some teams get together and they got great athletes. And they just beat people because they're great. Yeah. And sometimes they're well coached. Sometimes they're great athletes. And then you get other teams, I feel like this is one of those groups, I feel like that 2010 group was like this, and I did say that 17 team was like that, where you kind of felt like, man, that group really loves each other, really cares, and yeah. really, truly, I wouldn't want to say mean that, because I think it means a lot to a lot of people, right? You see a lot of teams like that, but that truly like, man, we're going to get this done for others, not so much myself. Right. And that team really gave me this feel this year, and which is, which is neat as a coach, because but then it gets more stressful because you even want it more for that group because you're like, man, they're doing it for the right reasons. Last year's group was a little bit like that, and that's why I was so tight with that group because they weren't as talented, but they really – plus these juniors were on that team, and those seniors, I mean, Keaton and some of those guys, man, they really liked each other, and they man, they gave it everything yeah. they had. And so there was a lot of that in that group too, I feel. So. Yeah. Uh, just a quick thing about Brian since you brought it up. Um, I remember, you know, at the Chatham 7-on-7 seven seven, – he threw a pass that was a really, really good pass, and I look at Edgy Tim or whatever, and we both are just like, oh. And then he did something that you didn't like, and you got in his face right away, and we're, mm-hmm. we're making sure that he knew you're not that good yet. And so <laughs> uh, I, that, that just sticks out to me because when you do that, you can tell that you know what their potential is. Yeah. 
but you're going to make sure to coach them the right way. And uh, to me, that just stood out as something that, like, I remember from, you know, five months ago now that that really was like, oh, that, oh that was a yeah. moment. And you, man, we meet him at a lot of moments. Um, <laughs> I try, I'm so proud of him because, man, he is – and I'll say this about him. He's, he wants to learn. He wanted to be better. No matter what, how much I gave him, no matter how much, I mean, I would get after him. Like, I think Sean Robinson was probably the last kid. And that was Sean as a youngster, probably sophomore. That's probably the last person I truly yelled at like I yelled at, at, uh, <laughs> yelled at him, you know. And, and it just – but Brian just took it, man. He just kept coming back, kept coming back, kept, kept getting better. And there's times, man, he – He's hyper, and he, you know, his brain sometimes is other places. But man, when he's focused and when he got good, he was as good as you know. He's the kind of kid you love him if he's on your team because he'll fight. I mean, he's a he's like that little bulldog that he man, he's going to protect you, man. Gonna, yeah, he he he's going to do whatever he can for his guys. He's not going to back down. But he's if, if so, if you you're against him, you hate him. You're like that guy. You know what? Uh, if he's on your team, you love him, right? And uh, so yeah, he was just one. Of, but he's one of those guys. I, honestly, I had man, we had I had to coach up. I did, and it was uh, sometimes it was tough love. Sometimes it was loving on him and, and taking care of him. But man, I I am proud of him how he grew because he uh, his potential is he's got flashes of Nick Baker, you know. And I'm not saying he's Nick by any that's, stretch. Me and Zach, yeah. that's a bold statement, yeah. right? He's not that yet, um, and I don't know if anybody's that. But he has a little bit of that winner attitude, that mm-hmm. man, that gritty. I'm gonna get this done, um, and he's he's a fighter. But man, he's just a hyper hyper fighter. <laughs> I remember him as a freshman. I didn't know who he was. There's just being out here, you know, before practice one day, and he just came up to me and was like, "I'm gonna be the starter on this team." And I was like, "I don't even know who you are." Like he's just a little friend. You know, <laughs> I probably didn't know who he was either. You know, that and he was like, "I'm gonna be the starter," and I was like, "Okay, you know, let's let's yeah." yeah. And so, yeah, that says a lot about him and just that situation. But if PG doesn't go down, no offense. I mean, PG's our starter, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, and I mean, you know, if PG's coming back next year, probably you know, that, that's. Yeah. Now I shouldn't say that because yeah. Brian's done great, but man, it worked out so good. I mean, and just funny how things work out sometimes. And uh, P because PG can do anything, right? He could play any position. You kind of saw that at the end there. It was like, man, we could utilize him anywhere. Still put him in the backfield some, put him at running back, put him at receiver. I mean, PG's that kind of player. And uh, so you almost gained two – we gained two spots in the end instead of just one, mm-hmm. you know, where Brian would have never probably played another position. Man, we, we got a starting quarterback, and now we got – when we came back, we were – like you said, we did that all without him, you know. And then you get him back, and it's like, man, what are we even going to do with him, you know. And yeah. So it was hard at times to put – I felt bad, you know. I, I just, man, I was trying to. Obviously, we were going to use them, but it's like, man, well, who do you take out? Who do you not use? Who do you use less? And that was what great about this team too. It's like Dad's team last year, you know. I think there's almost not not enough footballs, right? Yeah. You don't have enough passes and yeah. run plays. That's what was cool about the championship. There's a lot of plays, and a lot of people touch the ball. Like how many? I think finally out? people saw what our offense. Yeah. Like, man, there was stuff we had not done all year because we didn't have to. Yeah, you didn't give Swainy the ball. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of things. Lance, we that was only Lance's second touchdown. That was touchdown. only Lance's second touchdown. Um, he I had, felt like Cannon Bruce could have scored 15 to 20 if he was you know, easy. easily. I mean, and, and Henry probably touched the ball as much as he should. PG probably touched it, and he probably was. He probably could have done more. Nolan got 20 carries at 150, 60 yards. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I think people finally saw what it would, what it could have looked like, which is even, it's just scary yeah. to I even mean, say. But it, there was yeah. plays I had not used literally. Yeah. 
all year. And I was like, man, I've been waiting. I said, I'm going to use this. You know, yeah. we got to use this <laughs> thing finally. So yeah. um, I want to talk a little bit about Henry and just, you know, what he did this year. Because, I mean, you knew, probably knew coming in he was going to be a good player. But for him to be the CSA player of the year, to be what he was on both sides of the ball, uh, all three sides, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what do you t- – this week with all the college coaches, what do you tell the college coaches in terms of what, what he did this year? Yeah, you know, it's – it's uh, my – great friend from Truman, Jason Kille was just in here and he's a, you know, division two grade school. He does a great job. And it's kind of like, Hey, so, you know, I'm telling you, this kid is good, man. He's, and I kind of compare him to other people. Um, then you try to be careful. I said, man, you're going to look at him. You're going to think, man, he's not very big, kind of thin, right? All these things. I said, man, he is a player. He has got great ball skills. One of the most intelligent players I've ever coached. Um, competitive as heck. Um, great vision. You just say, man, you get all these things. I'm saying, man, he's. I, I, you, you kind of say, hey, you just got to trust me on this one. I said, this kid can play. And you put on the video, obviously his plays, you know, it backs it up. But still, when you look at him, sometimes you think, man, uh, he's, he's not that big. He's not this. He's not that. And so, yeah. um, you know, that's kind of where it goes. So it's, uh, but man, he's, uh, I knew he could be this. I, you know, maybe not even to, maybe offensively as a sophomore, maybe not to this extent because he was really good <laughs> offensively too. Defensively, I thought, but man, he kind of grew. He worked his butt off. He got, yeah, we say he's one fifty, but he was about one twenty. Yeah. And so, man, that's just that's a little light um, to be a starting free safety. And so to, to work as hard as he did and to be the player he became is just uh, he's such a great kid. And it's a testament to him and and obviously his, Steve and, and the whole family because they. Um, he, uh, you know, I think he, there was nothing he didn't do this year. So, In terms of the family aspect, how cool is it to have JP on this team and, and get him a ring in his freshman year? Because like, yeah. like you said, you talked about the, the teams of the past and it was like, oh, you know, that, that stretch where all, they won all four years. I mean, I'm not putting the pressure on him here, but no, now, right. now you win it as a freshman. It's like, okay, well, let's go do it again. Right. No, it was neat. I, JP's such a good kid. I mean, I just, he's such a humble, smart, good player. And uh, just to take all those freshmen, and especially, but especially JP, to have my nephew. And it was neat, him being a quarterback. And um, it, 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 he did a great job on scout team. All our freshmen did. That's what people don't understand. Sometimes, man, it's what those kids experience going five weeks against the defense they had to play against. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is is something you can't gain anywhere else or and it doesn't matter how much you lift, doesn't matter how much you're running. That playing experience against that group is priceless. I mean yeah. they, they can never there's nothing I can do in the summer that's gonna resemble that. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And so for those and for what he did and because uh, man he was our kind of our quarterback for one group and we got the Lobber Squad and Nelly Squad. That's kind of our two scouts. <laughs> it's kind of a competition, and he did a great job. So did Tanner Beal. So did a lot of those guys. I mean, so but so many kids stepped up. And so I hate to say that sometimes our scout look was better than the teams that yeah. we played with. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so, man, it, it was – and that's how it was in 1995. I, I remember when I was a sophomore quarterback, it was a war all the time. And great teams, that's what it's like a lot of times. And that's when you get five weeks of that, there's nothing that – you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. nothing that can ever right. match that until week one of next year. And yeah. So um, it's uh, but no. To get back to it, he's a great kid. He's gonna be, he's gonna be good. He's a hard worker. Just hope he enjoyed it. And I'm you know hey you never know he might never we, you know he might not get back. And so man to get that and experience that 
and to say, you know, you're a part of that. 95 is still one of my best memories as my whole playing career. There's no question. And that group, and now, I mean, look who's with me, Coach Gripper, Coach Clark, mm-hmm. my brother Phil, you know, all those people. And there's still that group, Mitrione, that I still, Bill Bruni, I still text with that. You know, guys like that, that, man. And now it was fun winning this one because there was, there's definitely some redemption. That group was so special to me and kind of helped mold it who I am a little bit with a lot. Because everything in my life is offense, offense, offense. And I, I truly think that was one of the best defensive teams ever. And just to live that and be a part of that yeah. was uh, and it was special to go back to ISU and win it against kind of a <laughs> Chicago Catholic League team. It wasn't Providence, but they beat Providence, so we'll take it. Yeah. So um, I do my best to stay as positive as possible and, and you know talk about not things that people are just going to argue about. Um, but I got to bring up the, the conversation that you had at State um, in terms of public-private. And it's, I mean, you can just get into the weeds and waste an hour or two hours just looking at all the stuff right now. But... Um, I want to give you a chance to go back to what you said and kind of talk about it and just say what you want to say yeah. so that people can hear it straight from your mouth because I think that's important. No, I appreciate that because <laughs> it is such a – man, it, you talk about – there are certain subjects in this world that people get under – it gets under their skin and there is no changing and this is one of them. Yeah. It, I mean, it, in, in the sports world, this is probably the biggest one is the public versus private. And like I – and, and – I see both sides of it, right? I've lived both sides. Yeah. I've seen both sides. Um, I, I think, you know, they asked me after the championship, which was fine, and I gave the best answer I could. And a lot of it was right, but it was also right after the championship, and it was like, man, that's a tough, that, that's a loaded question now, um, which was fine, but it's um, it, it's hard, you know. And I think in the end, the more, the more I think about it is, you know what needs to happen or the cheaters need to, be caught you know the cheat you know who the cheaters are and you know who's doing things the wrong way and and people don't truly want to call out and that's public and private mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, no. and a lot of times when i mean people coaches know the ihsa knows and nothing happens you know what i mean and then someone turns it's like ring gate with us we turn ourselves in and oh we got to lose a game i mean are you serious there's like nine million different things that's like jaywalking and other yeah. people out there shooting themselves you know yeah. it's like man come on and so People know, you know, and I think with our program, I hope, and now people far from a distance, yeah, I've heard everything. I've heard all the Murfreesboro people, all these people oh, yeah. saying, oh, they got to cheat. They don't have, you know, they got to recruit. They got to have this. I think the Murfreesboro per- player, you know, they wrote, they have all oh, they have Mechanicsburg and Buckhart. And yeah. Cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, come to Buckhart. Come yeah. see a lot. See what, that, see what those kids look like. <laughs> I think we got like three players from there, maybe. Mm. And, uh, but I, I do, I get both sides. I don't think there's ever going to be an answer. How we've always responded to it is we're going to strap it on a play. We're going to coach our kids to the best of our ability. If you talk about it, you're already beat. You know what I mean? And and um, and I don't know which way I stand on it. Obviously, I know my dad, what he did, and I know he didn't cheat, and I know what he did and what how much success he had and how much work he put in. But I know other Catholic schools up north and other different places, they do, they, they do cheat. Yeah. They do recruit football players. It's one thing to recruit people to schools. It's another thing to recruit. And you know who those people are, right? And nothing gets done. And so they get thrown, the SHGs and the people who do it the right way get thrown in that mix of, well, they all cheat, right? And if you have success, you get, like I said, we get accused of it all the time. Yeah. You know, I'd love to someone come and check and 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 hang out with me for a year and see see how many transfers we really get, see who comes from where, see what's what. You know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, they don't play up, and you just it just makes you tired of. It's like, man, you just it's like people hating the Patriots. It's like people hating the 
you know. But man, exactly right. I mean, it doesn't, man. People just and so that that is a. And I get some of the public. I do understand some of that side of it. I yeah. see it. I'm not, you know, even when I was there, I, I mean, there is some things that are advantages and they have some disadvantages. But in the end, you got to strap it on. If you got to coach, and that's what my dad always taught me. You got to, those kids got to believe. And he knew the teams that were already beat before they got on the field. He would always say that, you know, he says, yeah. they're more worried about what they think of us than trying to beat us. And, uh, if you do that, you'll be fine. And so, but yeah, that was a man. He he asked me. I thought, oh boy. And it, I like I said, I didn't mind answering it, but it was like uh, my my issue is, you know, who's cheating, who's not. Most of the time, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then where there's smoke, there's a fire, and people just don't really, you know, want to look at it and mm-hmm. say, hey man. And, and IHSA doesn't do anything. And that's no offense, you know. I don't. They probably don't have the people to do it, but they know. You know, I mean, we the people who know know and. Um, that, I guess, yeah, that's a good question, but I kind of wanted to clarify that too. So, Nine-time state champion now. Um, I mean, how long will that take to sink in now that it's been eight for a few years? <laughs> it's sunk in today, I think, yeah. yeah. So so many people that were in here for different reasons, but it, it was neat. I'm happy for this. I am so happy for this group. It, it is a relief. Hey, four years, it doesn't sound long, but, man, for us it is, and for the close calls and um, – and for what this group meant and who they were, it meant a lot. And it, 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 there was pressure there, you know, I, I'll, I will say that. But it's good pressure. That's what I like. And that's why I do it, right, is for that. If I didn't, I guess I'd leave. But um, there'll be pressure next year and there'll be pressure year after that and after that. And so, but I'm proud of this group, love this group. And they were good for, good kids and they did it the right way. It doesn't mean they were perfect and uh, just the coaching staff, and it was just, it was a special year. And I think everyone saw that, even in your videos that were so, what you guys, I talked to my thing last night, the celebration, I told them how special you guys are in 1450 and that they get to see all those things, what what Chris and Steve do, what you do, um, what Rocket TV does. I mean, that we, it's almost like a small college atmosphere. Yeah. These, these people are so lucky in the things that we get there's and, colleges and that don't get that don't get the coverage that we're getting, stuff, yeah. and and I'm not just talking about Rochester. I'm talking about Central yeah. Illinois, Sangamon County, 1450 area. I mean, what these guys get through you guys and through everybody is is so neat, and we're just so blessed, you know, that it's not a college and NFL town, and we are a high school, and it is a community thing, and so that's an honor to you too, I guess. So, thank you. Yeah, no um, problem, I just want to say thank you to Lindsay and, and Blake and Austin for giving me your your time. That's um, all right. Make sure you hopefully you go. Spend some time with them and, and get some rest because uh, it's been a long season. I'm excited. I have to admit, I'm excited for Christmas and I'm excited to spend time with them because I do. I stress out about you know it's a it's a time commitment thing and that's not patting myself on the back. It's just man, it's just who I am and I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the time to do my best at it. But man, when it's over, I like taking a break, being with them, being with Lindsay, doing some you know doing some fun family stuff and. Um, that's why I stay here too, because I know some of those, like my Zach and those guys, they go right to recruiting and they go the next thing. And you know, and I'm blessed that Lindsay's been so good. She's she's such a great coach's wife and such a great wife. And the two boys just love it. They like, you know, they had so much fun mm-hmm. Friday, but they're spoiled too, unfortunately. You know, I think Austin and they think they're going. It's going to be the same way. And those, I'm like, guys, this isn't always how it goes. You know, <laughs> just because Henry did doesn't mean you're going to do it. You know, and. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to spend some family time. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you, buddy. Thanks to Derek for his time. I greatly appreciate him always being open 
to whatever we ask him to do and allowing us to do what we do and show their great program. All right, that's a wrap on this week's podcast. As always, thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.